You wouldn't want your favorite team to play only one side of the ball. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can tackle more. That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Oh, man, the Philly Pretzel Factory has done it again. They took a Philly tradition and made it even better. Now, you already know the Philly Pretzel Factory has the best soft pretzel. Well, now they're making a cheese steak pretzel. That's right. A Philly cheesesteak on the inside, surrounded by those piping hot, fresh, chewy pretzels. This is as Philly as it gets. A cheesesteak and a pretzel? Incredible! How great are those guys over there? They've got their original pretzels, the cinnamon pretzels, the pretzel dogs, and the party trays. And now, the Philly cheesesteak pretzel. Bring them for tailgating, watching a game with the boys, a barbecue, or even a kid's birthday party. Head over to the Philly Pretzel Factory for the all-new cheesesteak pretzel. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The Winter Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only. With over 30 brand new wall-to-wall large screen plasma high-def TVs, if the game you absolutely gotta see is available, we'll have it. Every NFL game, every college football game, every Major League Baseball game, every hockey game, every game live in high-def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Visit us online at wintercirclesportsgrill.com. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. And for you seniors, it's your last one, so make it count. Because you'll remember it for the rest of your lives. Let's get him. He's back to pass. He fakes to the right. He goes there. He's got the He's the 20. He's at the 10. The 5. Touchdown. And Gordy. It's a fake... To the outside, Johnson's keeping it, he got the 15, 10, cuts back inside to the 5, touchdown, Kevin Johnson! Flatly in the shotgun, he drops back, he's looking over the middle, it is tipped, and it is intercepted by Cole Kosarski at the 32, across the 30, 25, 20, 15, he's finally wrestled out at the 4-yard line! Johnson under center, Diaguardi, and Kosarski once again in the backfield, no wide receivers, it's a handoff to Kosarski, he plows forward, he's in for the touchdown! Gives it to Duffy again. He takes a leap and he's in for the touchdown. Downsy's back. He's looking. He's going deep downfield towards the near sideline. It is intercepted by Duffy. Intercepted at the 10. Ill-advised pass. Third down and 14. Flatly not with shotgun. He rolls back. He's looking. He's looking. He's got a man downfield, but he's hit. And he is finally dragged down. Big sack by Matt Gregory. Kick is on the way. It's a low, skittering line drive. 
coming down to Ryan White at the 15. He's across the 20, across the 25, across the 30, 45, up the middle. He's got a man. He's breaking the tackle across the field. 45, 40, 35, 30. He's got a man to beat. He spins away from him at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He's in for the touchdown. Electrifying game opening touchdown wow. by Ryan White. Unbelievable. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Calling tonight's game from high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, here's Josh Kippel, Dave Feldman, and the legend, Bob Herpin. An early season homestand is on the brink of success as the Royals of Upper Darby come to Newtown to finish off the last of three straight contests at Harvey Stadium. Upper Darby is fresh from a 36-0 thrashing of Central League rival Lower Marion, but the Tigers also have momentum going for them after last week's gritty 21-14 home victory over perennial power but now struggling Pencrest. At 2-1 on the year, Ray Genta's club looks to open up a winning league record that moved to 3-1 overall with a victory under the sizzling sky and bright lights on their home turf. It's home game number three and game number four of the 2010 season. Marble Newtown and Upper Derby. Good evening, everybody. Bob Herpin here. Josh Kipple at the controls. And my right-hand man this season, Dave Feldman. Dave, successful home game once again for the Marple Newtown Tigers this year. 21-14 victory over Pencrest, as I mentioned in my opening. Perennial power, but struggling this season. Still, it wasn't easy, even though it was a win. Well, Pencrest is always going to come to play. They're always going to try to outrun you and out-tackle you. But last, uh, last week, Marple Newtown had a great showing as they were able to get the victory. I mean, Samara Mote had a good opening touchdown. It was a fumble recovery, took into the end zone. Then I might have thought this game was going to slip away a bit as Pencrest came back with two unanswered touchdowns, but then the Marple Newtown offense come, came to life as Ryan White and Ryan Duffy shared some touchdowns. Ryan Duffy's touchdown was just over two minutes left in the game. A nice, hard-fought, satisfactory, uh, above-satisfactory victory for the Marple Newtown Tigers. Samara uh, Moat, basically the game-changing event I think, even though it was early on, that was the first touchdown of the game in the first quarter. But it was a very sloppy game with conditions that varied throughout the entire contest, Dave. It was, it was cool, windy, rainy. Then there was steady rain, wind, then no wind, rain. Both teams really were just struggling out there, and Moats picked the ball off the turf, went down the near sideline here, 40 yards for the touchdown. I think from there, basically, Marple Newtown seized the momentum, and even though Pencrest did come back, at times in the fourth quarter, I don't think Marple Newtown was in any danger of losing that contest. And well, in the beginning of the game, we knew that the rain was going to have some troubles with the offensive side of the ball. And the quarterbacks for both teams, Reidinger and DeFiori for Pancrest, were fumbling the ball a little bit. Marple Newtown was able to capitalize a little more than Pancrest. And um, it's a great game. Special teams is one thing that you do look towards, you know, as a difference maker, and that was the case last week. Ryan White with a long kickoff return for a touchdown. Basically untouched. An excellent job by his his run blockers as the only person who really could have taken him down with any guy directly behind him. He had that much room to roam. 
And also, let's not forget Billy Weaverling. In home, in home games, Dave, you always get the benefit of knowing the bounces, knowing where just where to hit it, and Weaverling, senior guy, had some excellent punts that forced Pencrest back into difficult field position throughout the contest. Well, Billy Weaverling continues to impress me and a lot of other people around the Central League. He's easily one of the top punters in the Central League. Uh, most of his punts are 40, 50 yards plus and always takes great bounces either out of bounds inside the 20 or just out of bounds so the receiver can't make a play on it. Well, speaking of adverse conditions, once again, you think it's a beautiful night here under a canopy of clouds, soon to be a canopy of, of stars under the lights. It was 90 degrees in the Delaware Valley here. It's at least 80 degrees here at, at kickoff. It's going to be another test of attrition as which team is more disciplined and probably best hydrated and is able to have their rotations in and out offensively and defensively is going to come out on top. And well, Marple Newtown and Upper Darby alike, they're going to have to watch the water timeouts, going to have to call some other timeouts during the game to get some water out there to hydrate these guys. And hopefully during practice this week they knew the, the uh, conditions were going to be like this and able to practice accordingly. I'll tell you what, this is no picnic for us up here, ladies and gentlemen. I can see the beads of sweat rolling down Dave's face, and I'm soon to be uh, sweating. I had to come up here and put uh, some cold, ice-cold water down the front of my shirt just to keep things a little fresh. So it might be a little bit of a struggle for us here, and it's a test of endurance also because we have the hot fluorescent lights here, and uh, as they always know, heat rises, and we're a good two stories off the off the ground. This is the Muffin Newtown Band playing. We're just about set to go. Upper Darby and it takes its place on the far sidelines. Tonight wearing road jerseys, white tops, purple numbers trimmed in gold, gold pants. Socks are purple as well. Marple Newtown, as always, wearing its all-black home jerseys trimmed in orange and white stripes on the shoulders and down the sides of their pants. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. You want your favorite team to play only one side of the ball. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can tackle more. That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Back here at Harry Harvey Stadium awaiting the coin toss for this contest. This is a swing game for Marble Newtown. They are 1-1 one one in the Central League, 2-1 overall. Victory is going to go a long way towards establishing a precedent and give them a lot of confidence because the next couple weeks present interesting challenges and probably the, the best challenges that the Marple Newtown will face all year. October 1st at Garnet Valley, October 8th at Strathaven. October 15th, back here at Harvey Stadium against the Raiders of Ridley. Uh, Ridley's playing Springfield tonight. That should be a hard-fought game. We saw Springfield a couple weeks ago. And uh, you're right, it's going to be a tough schedule up ahead for the Tigers on the road. And we'll see what comes out of tonight and the road ahead. This is basically their one shot with a three-game homestand because they have two games on the road, one at home, one on the road, and they basically alternate for the remaining six games of the season is now we await the coin toss. White won the toss. The toss will defer. Receive. What goal do you want to defend? Which way do you want to kick, guys? You want to go that way? 
face my back, face my front. Marble Newtown will receive. Gentlemen, have a good game. Interesting gambit. Upper Darby wins the toss and apparently elects to receive. So Marple Newtown will be going once we get the kickoff from our left to our right, starting in the first quarter. Now in order to honor America, we're going to have the Marple Newtown band sing our national anthem. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. here at Harry Harvey Stadium. Minutes away from the opening kickoff here between Marple Newtown and Upper Darby. Key Central League contest, key contest overall for the Tigers who can be 3-1 and one on the season and 2-1 and one in the Central League with a victory. Once again to recap, Upper Darby wins the coin toss but elects to defer. The Tigers will receive which means the Royals will get the ball in the second half. The Tigers will be moving from left to right. And the Royals now take the field, as do the Tigers, in their respective positions. We'll get a couple of numbers for you as they become available. It's number 61. Mystery man for the Royals will kick off. Back deep, Samara Moat. Ryan White and Mario Diaguardi. Each man roughly equidistant from each other. Standing back at the 15-yard line. Whistle blows. Upper Darby's kicker approaches it. It's a low squibber coming down to Moat at the 18. He's across the 20 looking for a block across the 30. Still on his feet. And he spills his way across the 35. So excellent field position to start, Dave. Yeah, he was initially hit there by number 55, Mike Went, And it's great to have a good field position to open up the game. Let's see what the offense can do here. And Jamie Rodinger will be under center once again. You know, they said Rome wasn't built in a day, and you'll have to preach patience with Reininger, who has awful big shoes to fill with the departure of Kevin Johnson at graduation. Reininger still working out the kinks, and let's see if he can't uh, complete a few passes in tonight's game. He's done all right otherwise. Reininger is now under center. No men are wide receivers. Two men in the backfield. It's a delayed handoff to Duffy. He gets across the 40. Close to a first down. Successful first Play the game for the Tigers. And yeah, Duffy just ran right through the middle and right into number three, Fred Thorpe, on the tackle. And Duffy kind of tackled him rather than Fred Thorpe tackling him. 
One of the things that Marvin Newton has to look out for, whether it's offensively, whether they pass or run the football, is Fred Forte, who had two interceptions last week for the Royals in that 36-0 victory over Lower Marion. Play just underway here, early first quarter at Harvey Stadium. Rodinger under center this time, once again, two-man backfield. And after Ryan White tries to go off tackle to the left side, he's dragged down at the 40, so that's going to be for a loss. Yeah, Dave Laura was on that tackle. He got into the backfield and was able to keep Reidinger from getting any yards there. It was a second and three now. It will be third down and four. At the Tigers' own 41-yard line, they need to get to the 45, just a little bit outside the 45, as the sticks tell us. To reach that first down, 10.42 to go. First quarter, no score. Marple Newtown first with the football. Right into runner center, still no man split wide. As they have a delayed handoff. Trying for it was Diaguardi, but it's taken back by Ryan. He gets to the outside to the near sideline across the 40. Across the 45, he's rolled out of bounds, shy of midfield. But more importantly, Marple Newtown picks up a first down. Nice trickery there by Marple Newtown, and Reidinger was able to bounce to the outside, or he was pushed out of bounds by number 28, Marvy Kaba. Nice play all around for the Tigers. Tell you what, between Reidinger, Diaguardi, and Ryan White back there, you don't know who's going to get the ball, and it looked like almost uh, it was going to be a reverse. But then Reidinger emerged with it, with some blocking and uh, some room on the outside. He gets there. Funny, I thought he was out of bounds closer to the 40 to the 50. They spot him after the 47. He got just enough. So the Tigers in motion. This time ball is spotted right at the far hash mark going from left to right. Joey Pham in the game, the lone wide out to the near side. That's a handoff to Duffy, gets across midfield, breaks a tackle, almost breaks free, goes across the 45 and he's close to a first down. Nice carry by Duffy there, just shoestring tackle by number 70, IT Quay. Right from the get-go, Duffy had his legs moving and his body churning looking for that Open space, he found it momentarily. Well, this is good to see because last week, Upper Darby versus Lower Marion held the Lower Marion to only five carries for gains out of 20 attempts. So well, they're going to be hard-pressed to do that because Marple Newtown is going to definitely exceed 20 carries within the boundaries of the first half. Second and one, 9.40 to go first quarter. Rudinger under center. To hand off to Duffy. Looked like he was stopped behind the line of scrimmage, but he plows forward. He's got the first down for the gain of three. Nice job by Ryan Duffy once again. This is becoming his drive as he was able to plow forward after what looked might be a loss, and he was tackled by number 76, Jeff Terrell, on the play. Jeff Terrell, interesting story about him. He forced a key fumble last week as well. A terror on the defensive end with Mr. Forte. So first and ten for the Tigers. At Upper Darby's 42-yard line, moving the ball effectively on the first drive of the contest. Joey Pham checks out. It is Duffy and Diaguardi in the backfield. Ryan White is a blocking back. He now drops in. Diaguardi goes into his position as a blocking back on the far side. Play is whistled dead for a penalty. Delay a game. Offense, repeat first down. Not the thing you want to see early on, Dave, as you're moving the football well. Well, hopefully it doesn't diminish the spirits and the momentum of this drive because they are running all over upper Derby defense right now. 
Well, the best it gives Marple Newtown a little bit more room to breathe. First and 15, though. At the 47. Duffy and Diagordi once again in the backfield. Ryan White in motion. It's a direct handoff up the middle of Duffy. He's got the first down and more. He's across the 30, down to the 25. Is that quick lightning burst of speed from Duffy? Well, nice sled of hand from uh, Jamie Ridinger. He was able to just grab the ball, give it to Ryan Duffy, and he went right up the middle where he was met by number three, Fred Thorpe, for the tackle. Right there, it looked like it was the roadrunner being chased by Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote finally had a success, but not after a game of 20. Follow spot at the 27-yard line. 8.42 to go, opening quarter. Awful Newtown, Albert Arbery near the score, but the Tigers are driving. White and Duffy in the backfield this time. Diaguardi in motion. They shift around. Duffy is now the blocking back. Pardon me, White is the blocking back. As Rodinger goes back to pass, he's in a rush. He's got a little bit of time. He's going to take it. A little bit of indecision there. And we'll see. I don't know if he got back to the original line of scrimmage with the slide. Busted coverage downfield a little bit. Caused Rodinger to have to take that one himself. We thought after a lot of runs last week that they were going to try to pass a little bit this week. And number 76, Jeff Terrell, was there on that tackle. Not sure anybody really was open downfield. Nonetheless, a momentary setback for the Tigers' offense. Second down and 12. With a loss of two. Now at the 29-yard line. Duffy and Diaguardi in the backfield. Straight hand off to Duffy. Gets a couple. Maybe another yard past the original line of scrimmage, so it will be a key third down, third and long, facing the Tigers here early in the contest. Yeah, we'll have to see what Coach Johnson wants to do there. Looks like he was met by number 70, Tay Quay, on that play for the tackle. Well, he did not get further than the original line of scrimmage, so it will be third and 10 from the 27-yard line. Gut check time for the Marple Newtown offense. Joey Pham checks back in the game. He's the lone wideout. Split to the far side. Rodinger under center. White in motion. White gets it on the reverse. He's hit, though, as he crosses the 20-yard line. Not really near the first down marker. Number four, Yvonne Thomas was on that tackle. Unfortunately, they weren't be able to get to first down. We'll see if they call in Anthony Nicolardi for the field goal. Thomas, the senior captain. Tailback on offense, linebacker defensively. Gain of six, fourth down and four. Does not appear that Billy Weaverling will check into the game as a punter. He's taking his position as a blocking back. Tigers will go for it. Reininger takes it. He gives it outside to Ryan White, who's plowed under for another loss well short of the first down towards the far sideline. Well, Marple Newtown tried some trickery there to try to bounce Ryan White to the outside, but Upper Darby wasn't having any of it. It's going to be a turnover. Mike Wint was first on that tackle for Upper Darby. And they were not fooled at all. As Mr. White looked, he had an opening towards that far sideline, but it was quickly sealed off before any gain was made. So the first defensive stop of the game goes to the Royals of Upper Darby. They take over at their own 25-yard line. Two wide receivers have two men in the backfield for the Royals. Quarterback is Mike McGee. 
Hunter Center, he gives a handoff straight up the middle. Looks like number 26. Son Carly Wimpy. It looked like Pete Finnegan was there on the tackle. Gain of six. Gain of four, excuse me. Ball spotted at the 29-yard line, second down and six. McGee now under center. Number 22, John Townsend is a senior captain split wide to the far side. McGee drops back. He's got Townsend. It is complete to the 35-yard line. We'll see. He's close to the first down, but I don't know if they can give him forward progress. Yeah, Ryan White was right there on the coverage, making sure that Townsend was not going to get any more yards in that play. Very, very close. They may be asking for a measurement. So we'll see what happens there. They are giving him the first down. It is a solid gain of six. So the ball now spotted just outside the 35-yard line. McGee under center once again. Two-man backfield. It's a handoff. This time to Kamara. He goes absolutely nowhere. First time Kamara's name was called in this contest for Upper Derby. He had a big game last week. I believe 126 yards on the ground. And at least one touchdown. But that time, Upper Newtown shut him down as if they were expecting yeah, Brian Kelly. Called. Brian Kelly was first on that play. First time we heard his name tonight. But I guarantee you it won't be his last. 4.40 to go first quarter. No score. Upper Derby first opportunity with the football. Fred Thorpe also split wide this time in addition to Townsend. McGee has an option pitch to the outside. He's got Kamara. He's across the 35, across the 40, 45 midfield. Still on his feet, 45-40. And finally tackled shy of the 35-yard line of the Tigers. Biggest game of the day for Upper Darby. And he was able to break a couple tackles there and finally take it down by Mario Diaguardi all the way on Marple Newtown side of the field. 27 yards on the pickup. Biggest of the game for either side. First and 10 for the Royals at Marple Newtown's 38. As they go back into action. McKee once again under center. Two wide receivers. It's a low snap. Fumbled. McGee picks it up, but he's driven backwards. There you go. A healthy, healthy play for the Marple Newtown defense. Yeah, McGee was unable to hold on to that snap, and he, but fortunately for him, he was able to just fall on it and not get a turnover. Maybe a case of a slick ball due to the uh, excessive heat and humidity. Unseasonable warmth here for the end of September. Temperatures topping out in the 90s throughout the Delaware Valley. It is still excessively warm right now as the sun's starting to go down to our left. We're calling it a loss of five, so the ball is at the 43-yard line, second down and 15. Townsend the lone wide out. McGee will go back. He's rolling. He's found a man across the 40, across the 35. He's got the first down and more. We'll see who that is as soon as he pops up. Number 20, Corey Harrison with the reception. So Upper Darby moving the football on, on this drive. That looked like Mario Diaguardi's assignment right there. He was able to chase him down to prevent more yardage, but nonetheless, big game for Upper Darby. Harrison on the near sideline here. Used apparently as a decoy. He had the fly pattern. While Harrison had the button hook. Third and eight for the Royals. So it's third and eight. 
for the Royals. Another low snap, and McGee has trouble finding it. He's under a rush. He fires. It is tipped in and out of the hands, almost intercepted. Probably should have been intercepted by Joe Vexel. Well, McGee was forced out of the pocket. He had to look downfield, and Vegza was right there, but not able to make the interception. Harrison was the only man anywhere close at the far sideline around the 25-yard line, but take your pick. Basically, Tom Antista and Joe Vegso could have had it. You know, it's one of those things where you're defending the play, Dave, but you really don't expect the ball to come right into your hands. But nonetheless, a punting situation for the Royals. Fourth and eight. Ball is kicked by McGee. It's a pooch. It will bounce at the 15 across the 10. It will roll backwards across the 5 and inside the 10. So the best thing you can say about this aborted Royals drive is that they did pin the Tigers in the territory. So we're going to keep it here. 2.14 to go in this opening quarter. No score. Off for Newtown. Second chance with the football. One thing we did see from the Upper Darby drive is that they are not afraid to throw the ball. That's not something we've seen so far this season. Most of the teams they played, such as Springfield and uh, last week we played Pancrest, and they did not pass the ball at all. And Mike McGee is not afraid to go ahead and drive one downfield. Ball spotted at the 10-yard line, 2.14 to go, first quarter. Boninger under center. The handoff up the middle, looks like Duffy... On the carry, he only gets a couple, moves the pile forward. Yeah, Duffy was tripped up on that play, but number six, Mike Pastel. It looks like he was down on the field, but it appears he's all right. Well, again, Duffy had the uh, had the legs to go, but somewhere in there in that pile for, of Marple Newtown and Upper Darby players, he was tripped up. It looked like he could have dove forward for another four or five yards. As it is, it is a gain of three. Second down and seven from the 13-yard line. Ball spotted to the far side here. No wide receivers in the game. Diaguardi and Duffy in the backfield with White in motion. This time Diaguardi gets the call. And he is across the 15, so he keeps the sticks moving. But it will be a key third down play once again for the Tigers. And Mike Wimp was there for Robert Darby. Another key tackle for him. And we'll see what the Tigers can do here with the third and five. They give him the 15 and no further. Third and a long five. You really need to get close to the 21-yard line in order to make it a lead pipe cinch for that first down. As we took down inside one minute to play here in this opening quarter. No score. Marple Newtown, Upper Derby. Tigers with the football. Joey Pham checks back into the game. He is slot to the near side. The lone wideout. It looks like Rodinger fakes it. It appears he'll take it himself. He's close to the first down. We'll see what happens. And Mike Wint was there once again, making sure that he was getting close to the first down marker. He did get close to the first down marker, and we'll see what happens here. I don't know. Ball is spotted on the 20-yard line, but it's hard to see. And they do give it to him without a measurement. It's Roninger showing a little metal there. Taking it upon himself to lead the charge. Fresh set of downs for the Tigers. First and ten. There's Joe Vexo under center this time. He hands it off to Samara Moat. Moat gets a couple. As we come... 
close to the end of this first quarter, and this will be the final play of the quarter. Another tackle there by number 55, Mike Went. Third consecutive tackle. So we are through 12 minutes of play here at Harry Harvey Stadium. We'll be back in a minute with the second quarter. Upper Darby and Walpole Newtown, no score. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. You want, you want your favorite team to play only one side of the ball? So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now, and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can tackle more. That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. 